Imitation of Life, a novel by Fanny Hurst around 1933. It spawned a successful film the year after and its remake 25 years later. The story in the novel versus its various film adaptations vary slightly but have the same story. It follows a young black girl in the early 20th century. She has light skin and is mistaken for white often. She lives with her African-American mother, but through the course of events is taken in by a white family who believe her to be white. The same family also takes in her mother to work and care for the children unbeknownst to the benefactor that these two are actually related. During these times of segregation and racism, our main character continues to live under this guise despite her mother's desires. The older she gets, the more problems ensue as her true racial identity is discovered. Although she could avoid prejudice early on, it eventually caught up to her. She thought her life had greater value living as someone else, but ultimately, she couldn't escape her own hardship and the eventual death of her mother, who also suffered from a broken heart. Our main character did not value who she was, and the story shows us the importance of being who we are and having pride despite how the world around us may view us because we represent a more significant image. Today's gospel comes to us when Jesus prepares for his journey to the cross. Here we see a situation where the religious authorities try to trap Jesus to either ruin his reputation or lock him away. They come with Roman authorities and ask Jesus about the importance of following the law and paying taxes to Rome. They consider if Jesus is who he is, he can't resist following the law. That is what's commanded to him by his faith. If that is his answer, he admits that a higher power resides with the emperor rather than God, resulting in him losing his followers and even his credibility. However, if Jesus reveals that God is the supreme authority instead of the emperor, he would get arrested and suffer the consequences. Instead, Jesus doesn't even answer. He asks for the coin used to pay taxes and asks them what image they see. When they respond, Caesar's, he tells them, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give God what is God's? This clever answer doesn't give his questioners the satisfaction they were looking for. And he even teaches them a lesson about value and its significance. Jesus gets himself out of trouble, but it raises another question. What is God's? What belongs to God? We are all aware that God does not require a ritual sacrifice. God doesn't need money. 
However, it does make me think about our current context as we explore stewardship for the new year. And next week, we'll continue to hear from other parishioners who will talk about stewardship and what it means to them and why they give to St. John's Church. But clearly, payment is not required to worship. It's also not required to take part in our many activities and programs that we have. However, the testimonies, testimonials we hear talk about meaningful experiences that were received and the desire to contribute to them. People who have been blessed are doing what they can to ensure those blessings are available for others to experience. Similarly, we too give to God because we too are blessed, whether in praise or thanksgiving or otherwise. We give to God because all good things come from God. The Bible in all its complexity actually shows us what God wants. God wants us. And God wants to be in relationship with us. Jesus reminds them of this by showing them that we have greater value than currency, than anything that is made by human hands. Let's revisit our gospel. And suppose Jesus asks them another question. Imagine Jesus asking them if they were to look into a mirror whose image is imprinted upon them. We are made in God's image. So we not only see ourselves, but we see God, the God who creates and sustains us. When we recognize God in ourselves, we understand our value. When we see God in others, we see our connection, and we are no longer strangers. There are some who will try to shake our understanding of who we are through traps. Words and how they are used are under so much scrutiny that it seems that we walk on thin ice daily. Continued support and acknowledgement for the Black Lives Matter statement still can rub some people the wrong way. It's another example of words that are used to trap us, to try to tell us who we are or who we are not. Understanding who we are allows us to be closer to God. We recognize our value despite how we are viewed in this world. We can take pride in living a life that is not an imitation, but divinely created. And we don't stop there. We also discuss our relationship with others, as the image of God is present there too. So, we pay our taxes, but we also give to God what God requires. We give to God ourselves, and we do so with interest. Amen.